I just want to pray before I speak. Lord, because it's you I want to honour this morning. And Lord, I just ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for those kind words, Bola, but uh, you don't know what a privilege it is for me to be able to stand here. Um, It's not something that I take lightly. So, thank you for allowing me to do it. Now, somewhere, there should be a clicker. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Encouragement. Do you, feel, do you all feel encouraged this morning? Yes? Right, that's it. Then I'm finished. Pardon me? You think I can do better than that? Well, I'll try. I'm very trying. I just want to read to you from the book of Romans. And um, it's chapter 12. And I'm going to start from verse 4. And it says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do, do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Did you know that you belong to all the others? Well, that's what it says here. It's got to be right. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophecy, uh, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. And then it goes on to say, if it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And her, because it just says him here. So encouragement. I believe that encouraging is a ministry gifting and I cannot stress enough its importance to the church. We tend to lift up all the other giftings as if they're far more important and I don't think they are. I think this one is equally important. In fact, it's very important. Now, The guy standing before you is a bit of a technophobe. Yesterday, he endeavoured to do a PowerPoint for the first time. Not bad at 25, is it? 
Now, what does encouragement do? It inspires, it motivates, and it supports. And one of the greatest examples in Scripture is Joseph the Levite from Cyprus. Now, you might not recognize him too well by that description because he's better known as Barnabas. Barnabas. Bar, son of. So Barnabas was son of encouragement. He was known, he, he was a preacher. I know he existed because I've actually been to his, to his grave in Cyprus. When I think about it, we've been around a bit, haven't we? Just one or two places. God's good. But Barnabas was known for what he did and what a legacy he left. But it's not a ministry for the, for the faint-hearted. Just because you've been called... Um, to minister encouragement, it by no means mean, means that you're a wimp. Barnabas supported Paul against the reluctance of the apostles to accept him as a reformed believer. Now, I say that advisedly. Um, I've got to be careful what I go into here. But Paul was a reformed believer. Yeah, think about that. There was something that we often say happened to him which actually didn't happen on the road to Damascus. Let's just say that Paul encountered his Messiah for the first time. If you want to ask me more about that at some point with uh, your pastor's permission, then, uh, then I'll go deeper into it. So, the apostles couldn't believe that what had happened to Paul was genuine. And Barnabas stuck, stuck by him. He supported him. And he said, no, you're wrong. He really has changed. Further to that, he was prepared to give John Mark, the writer of the gospel, the chance to overcome his unreliability in the face of Paul's disagreement. They disagreed on the issue so much, Paul said, no, I'm not having him. He's let us down once, that's it. And obviously Barnabas said, well, sorry, brother, but I don't agree. And he went off to Cyprus with him. Paul and Barnabas parted company. Now we know that with Barnabas' encouragement, Mark changed. 
We know that he responded. And Paul later came to admire him. If you look in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 11, you'll see that um, um, Paul says to Timothy in his letter, bring Mark to, to me. See if I can operate this thing properly. Now that I've, I've, as I've sort of meditated about this this whole area, I've identified three areas of encouragement: encouragement from God, encouragement from others, and encouragement from us to others. Let's deal with encouragement from God. It tells us in 1 Samuel 30 um, that David found strength. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Why did David need to encourage himself in the Lord his God? Basically because things were going pear-shaped. To put it mildly, they were a very low ebb for, for David at this particular point. The Amalekites, the arch enemy of Israel at that time, had raided the camp and taken everyone captive. That's not very good. David's men were threatening to stone him because it had taken place. It's not very good at all, is it? So David went to God, who encouraged him and picked him up. We've been singing about that this morning, haven't we? Yeah? That's been the theme of what we've been singing about this morning. And Scripture tells us that God is the lifter up of our heads. No word of God will ever fail. You can underline that one. People often say to me, but I'm not infallible. Okay, but we know a special someone who is. I told you. Don't let me near this sort of stuff. <laughs> Encouragement from others. Again, I looked in, in 1 Samuel and, and chapter 23, and we're told there that Saul's son, King Saul's son, the first king of Israel, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh, these places actually exist, by the way, folks. I hope you know that. They're not, they're not just something in a dusty old book that don't mean anything. These places exist. 
He went to David at Horesh and helped him to find strength in God. Again, things were not going too well for David. He was making a habit of this, wasn't he? <laughs> um, David was being pursued by Saul and he was not in a good place. But Jonathan encouraged his friend. They were very, very close buddies. Have you been encouraged by someone else? I have. I just want to, as I was sort of thinking about all this, I remembered something that happened to me just a few years ago now. When I was quite a young man, hope you've got vivid imaginations. Um, Bola was talking about something that happened 19 years ago, 2004. Yeah? I'm talking about something that happened 50 years ago. How long? You heard. <laughs> At the time, I was driving my boss's very nice car. It, it was considered nice in those days anyway. I think it was a Wolseley 1800. Yeah? It's a bit, it's, it's like, if you, can, if you can imagine a mini plus, 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 you're getting there. And it was, it was a lovely car. And I'd, I'd, I'd been asked to take this client out to see um, a, a, a batching plant with one of the experts from uh, our civil engineering department. And um, I found myself in the car park of what we used to know then as Farthing Corner. They've renamed it now and called it Medway Services. It doesn't have the same ring, does it? Farthing Corner was the in-place at those times. It was a gathering place, especially if you had a motorbike. John's laughing at the back, back there. Anyway, we came out of Farthing Corner. I was coming out of the parking place, and then suddenly this vehicle that had crossed a lot of the parking spaces loomed to my right and collided with the front end of my boss's car. Now, I don't do things by half. The particular vehicle in question was a snowplow <coughs> being delivered for uh, <laughs> purposes of shifting snow, not shifting cars. <coughs> Needless to say, the car looked very sorry after it had... <laughs> Yes, come into contact with this other vehicle. So when I eventually got back into the office, my boss was away overseas, and um, I went to his secretary and said what had happened. She said, well, she said, Mr. Sturrock's not going to be well pleased with you. So I didn't have a very good few days, as you could imagine, imagining what was going to happen when he came back. When he did come back, that day, I, I, I knocked on his office door and he told me to come in. I said, um, 
I'm ever so sorry. Um, I bent your, <laughs> bent your car. And he said, and he said I've, I've already heard. He said, don't worry about it. Um, he said, when you've bent as many cars as I have, <laughs> he said, go on, off you go. Anyway, that's not the end of the story. You're going to say, what is encouraging in this? Well, I'll tell you what was encouraging. The day he got his car back, it still affects me now, so you can tell what encouragement does for people. That's 50 years ago. He walked across the office to my desk with his, the keys to his car in, in his hand. He said... <clears throat> Go and drive my car around for half an hour. Go on, he said, off you go. Drive it round Strood and Rochester. See what he was doing. He was saying to me, it really is all... <coughs> it really is all right. And I just want to encourage you that it's all right. This particular guy was a good leader of men. He'd been a, a major in the uh, Royal Engineers. <coughs> and he knew how to lead and encourage men. <coughs> I've been encouraged by others recently. They've spoken words that affirmed me and built me up. That is encouragement, and we all thrive on it. When I was at work, if somebody told me it was, I was doing a good job, that was better to me than a pay rise. You know, I mean, the, the money helped. <laughs> but encouragement is invaluable. Encouragement from us to others. I just want to change tack for a minute and go to the book of Job. Somebody else who'd not been having a particularly good time. <laughs> I've picked them this morning, haven't I? <laughs> and he was being comforted, in inverted commas, by his friends. And in uh, chapter 16, after he'd had a dose of what they were giving him, he said, I've heard many things like these miserable comforters are you all. Will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails you that you keep on arguing? And then the cruncher, I also could speak like you if you were in my place. 
I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you, but my mouth would encourage you. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. And that's what we're called to do for, for, for other people. Words from my mouth would encourage you and comfort from my lip would bring you relief. Do we do that? Well, let me encourage you. My experience with this community is that yes, we do. I see it and hear it a lot. And I just want to encourage you to keep on encouraging because it's vital. Desire this gift. We're told to desire all sorts of upfront gifts, aren't we? But this one's vital. Desire it. You'll not always realize what you're building when you do it. Sometimes other people can have difficult character traits because their opinion of themselves is very low. An encouraging word can be transforming. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen recently. And it's amazing. It doesn't take much. Just a few years, just a few words, and you think, what did I do? Encouragement requires listening and giving your time creating an environment in which other people feel safe to unburden and express themselves. Now that, that's special. That is really special. If you can create an environment where other people feel safe, where they feel that they can tell you things that would, they would normally keep themselves and it helps them to unburden themselves that's invaluable it really really is so there we are are you encouraged this morning yeah good Yeah, actually, I am, yeah, yeah. One final word of warning, though. Be careful that encouragement does not stray into flattery. That's not encouragement. And it, it can be counterproductive, shall we say. It can be damaging. So make sure that what you're doing 
is sincere and from the heart. Well, I hope that's blessed you this morning um, and that you will continue to move in that particular gifting because we can all do it. It doesn't require a special person that's been away on a special course <laughs> or someone with a badge. It just needs someone who's in contact with the Lord, is being encouraged by him and passes it on to others. Amen? Let's pray. Father, <clears throat> we just want to thank you, Lord, that you are the source of all encouragement. Lord, you encourage us daily, Lord. You, you pick us up, Lord, when, when, when we're not feeling particularly on it. And you just shower us with your love. Lord, would you help us, Lord, to pass that on? Would you help us, Lord, to be you with flesh on? Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.